This is Larry Zerner, Shelley from Friday 13 Part 3. You're on Nightmare Junkhead. Hey, genius, fuck you too. Consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that has always been terrified by, but has always respected, the eyebrows of one Peter Gallagher. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're celebrating all things silent and deadly as we kick off a month-long look into a holiday horror franchise, and we're starting... With Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. And whether you've refused to remove <laughs> refuse or not, you can listen into to our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your punish hole. <laughs> and you can find us uh, punishing and being naughty out on social media. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter nightmare junk and on facebook at nightmare junkhead and it is on that book of face where we have an events tab which leads to shenanigans and naughty shenanigans and as this episode is going to be releasing on friday december 2nd naughty if you find yourself in the kansas city area (laughs) head on over to Uh, screenland.com maybe maybe i should say naughty Uh, screenland.com they will have your naughty and no just naughty shenanigans taking care of indoors and virtually good lord man it's the brows man naughty they are overwhelming Mm -hmm. intimidating is another way to look at it uh but the friday this episode is releasing our latest friday night fright kicking things off as only we could a film you and i were lucky enough to experience in the theater back in 1984 back in the day Freaking out the squares. Uh, definitely challenged Freaking the PG the rating. Squares. Yep. And I think this is one of those films where you can definitely tell the collaboration between Steven Spielberg and Joe Dante found a way around mm-hmm. that PG rating to the point where we had someone ask, this was like marketed towards kids? Oh, absolutely. This was an, uh, 100% marketed and like. There's still proof how it is. Do you remember those old Hardys? They had the glasses and the little and the 45s. records with the books. Yep, you can get those once you like for a dollar fifty more if you bought the biscuits and gravy or some shit like that. Do you remember the? Uh, I had the Gremlins Gizmo backpack because it was yes. the green backpack with like the embossed or with the embroidered Gizmo on it. Through them, I will. Yes, <laughs> right. Fucking, yeah, yeah. No, it was rad, dude. Gizmo was everywhere. The Gizmo, the fucking it's... Gizmo cereal. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you had Gremlin cereal. You had Grem- You had Gizmo PSAs at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Video games. Yeah, it was for kids. It was, it was definitely gateway horror for a lot of people. And it's a movie beloved by many, so please come on out for that. Now, that being said, looking towards next Friday Night's Fright Genius. Oh, this is going to be rad. This is going to be rad. Stephen King approved Christmas. Right in the trailer. Steve- yeah. And I'm... Shouldn't be shocked seeing that it's coming from one Joe Bigas mm-hmm. and the movies that he has put out. I'm looking forward to him. I'm just wondering where um, uh, George Wentz going to be. 
<laughs> if he's going to be, be playing maybe a, a, a Santa, Santa that Claus. gets killed. Yeah. Or... Yeah, because well, you, you know, know he's going to roll it. He's two for, he's two for well, for right now, we two for three for what we know. Well, and it's so funny, too, because if you look at the filmography of one Joe Bigas and the, what he's put together, all of a sudden you realize there are certain things that you're going to check off on your list. And the great thing is George Wen showing up as one of them. Right. I love that we live in that kind of world. It's fantastic. And this is going to be not only playing for Friday Night Frights, uh, but it's going to be playing that weekend as well. But we're mm-hmm. going to be kicking things off with that. So looking forward to that. Now, that being said, the other repertory screenings that are happening the weekend of December 2nd, uh, technically, is this going to be our eighth Christmas with the Nerds? I believe it is. Since we it goes and corresponds along with yeah. Halloween. Yeah. No, on December 3rd, it's Saturday. Time, <laughs> no. It's time. Deck the halls. Jingle the bells. I didn't know you had one there for that. That's always impressive. There we go. Uh, but we're going to be taking in and watching three holiday genre movies mm-hmm. and much like nerdoween the lineup is never revealed until we start watching the movies but we have a comedy and action and a horror and this time we have we're we're cronenberging a few of those yeah just in terms of classification mm-hmm. well the thing i'm most looking forward to is that two of them are going to be first time viewings for me oh nice one's going to be first time for me yeah, and we're both going on that one, correct? The, yeah. the, the middle one? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we are also, of course, going to be taking in uh, toy donations. Mm-hmm, for the children. For, for the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will enter you into a raffle giveaway, of which we've got some really nice... Oh, yeah, we got some prize packs ready for you. And, of course, uh, all the, the vintage stuff that happens beforehand, we'll have a uh, Patrick Swayze Christmas sing-along. Of course. As we always It'll do. It'll be the craziest and the swayziest. Well, and what's fun is we've established... Traditions for Nerdoween. Mm-hmm. We've got traditions with Christmas with the nerds. We 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 open up with Dance Macabre. We close with very Patrick Swayze Christmas. It's the way it works. That's the way it works. Uh, so head on out. Uh, tickets are on sale now. We I feel bad because we haven't been plugging it quite a bit because we've just had other things going on at that time. Uh, but also happening that uh, Monday as part of the newly found Anime Club, and this one is not only just a spice but apparently a pretty rad little flick called paprika dude paprika's dope dude paprika's slick paprika is the movie that nolan swears he didn't see when he did inception because it's all about like is it kind of like how james gunn didn't see night of the creeps and then he made slither Uh uh-huh i still believe him do yeah. you believe? Do you believe Nolan on this? Mm, I mean, there's enough de- deviant and variation of it to like, okay, maybe not. But there's, it's all about like dreams and like dream shenanigans. Well, you know what? If you go back to I think um, Ducktales, there's actually an episode where the uh, the, the they make dream the shenanigans. Boys yeah. So I mean, there. there's no new idea under the sun. You know what I'm saying? So it's always. If you really dig down at the heart of something that's always it, already been told, yeah, it's an extrapolation of yeah. something else. So check that out. Now that but, means, but either way, Paprika's dope. You, you I would, dig Paprika. So genius approved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also being said, then the uh, some of the newer screenings that are happening, uh, one that I can now vouch for because I took it in, bones and all, and was shocked at how much I really enjoyed it. And Timothy Chalamet, let's just say this. He actually rocks out to Kiss's Lick It Up, mm-hmm. which is the, one of their first albums they did with Minus Their Makeup. And 
I like the song. Again, yeah. And I'm technically a lifelong member of the Kiss Army. Thanks a lot, Gene Simmons. I like I was made for loving you. <laughs> I've seen like the first two minutes of it. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, apologies, all of our children of the night out there. Blah. But it is well worth your time. It's basically a cannibalistic Badlands in a lot of ways. Nice. But then also making as long its as premiere. Not cannibalistic death games will be fine. <laughs> my dear old dad we'll be talking about that in memorable moments throughout the year my friend that one has still stayed with me it's and a me. number of other people yes haunted me. but then making its premiere as well in fact i know a lot of people are going to be making a double feature of this and gremlins and i only recently saw the trailer for the first time because i'd been avoiding it online because i knew by the premise and i knew by the people involved I was going to be watching Violent Night. Yeah. But it wasn't until I was in the... We were watching something, and then the trailer came up, and I... Menu. Menu, yes. And I soaked it in, and at one point, I was just like, I've never seen that before. That looks really good. And I'm like, oh, yeah? And my grin just got bigger, because it looks rad. It looks the night the reindeer died, like live action. If only... But John Wick. Well, I was going to say, if only Lee Majors can at least make some sort of cameo. Or I would like, like, oh, I I have to get back to the North Pole. Welcome home, Santa Claus. (laughs) The the North Continental. The North Pole Continental. May I offer you some more chocolate? (laughs) I'm regardless, very, very much. Winston the Elf, dude, that's fucking rad. Oh, no. I didn't didn't even think Winston would find his way in here. Now, what I'm... Oh, I'm so happy about this next one because we've been fortunate. We've been putting on Friday Night Frights for quite some time now, hopefully becoming part of a regular series here mm-hmm. at Screenland. But we've held mass at the cathedral for a minute. <laughs> yes, we have. Uh, but there's also a number of other um, uh, monthly series, uh, screen series that are going on. Uh, Magnetic Magic. The they do the VHS series, uh, which is also a freaking trip. But back in the day. And even before Screenland, mm-hmm. there was another monthly screening and showcase. In a little bar. In a little czar bar. Mm-hmm. A little thing called Slaughter Movie House. And they're back. Yeah. They're back in a big time way. And on December 5th, it's on a Monday, you can check out one of only two places that it is going to be playing theatrically. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this is really rad. Brink Stevens' directorial debut... Of Sorority Babes. In the Slimeball Bolorama 2. The Imp is back. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to that. When Stacy told me that Screenland was going to be housing that, I was like, how cool is that? That's fucking rad. That is beyond rad. So we would love to see all of you out there for that. Now, if you can't make it out here to Screenland and you're like, you know, Genius Greg, it sounds pretty rad. Honestly, I'm actually pretty excited for part two because I love fucking Sorority Babies part one. We actually did something that we'll talk about here in a second. It was one of the first ones that we did back in the day. Uh, but if you would like to help out uh, Screenland from afar, there's a couple ways you can do that. Uh, you can go to ScreenlandOnline.com where you can rent a number of films from them directly or even better, become a member of their film family by going to Patreon.com slash Screenland where amongst the many tiers, we offer up a little home viewing watch party called the Shutter Shoutout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last one we partook in that is still fresh on the mind, because <laughs> I still got 
Marks on my face from walking through the beaded curtain on this one, genius. So much saxophone in the double feature. A lot of saxophone. Of torso and the gate. No, go torso and pieces. And pieces. Why did I say the gate? Because there's no saxophone in the gate. Oh, that'd make things really awkward. Oh, man, can you imagine, like... The Lee sisters come in with a saxophone. And you just see that little little weird Gary Busey monkey lie. Bastards! You know, just like... That's awful. No, torso and pieces. Well, we finally put together our uh, double feature that we're going to be taking in for the month of December, and we're going to be taking in the New Year's with you. Mm -hmm. And the Christmas. On December 31st, we're going to celebrate all of those things. Uh, We're going to take in a double feature of Joe Begas' Christmas Bloody Christmas. Mm -hmm. So if you can't come to the theater, we're bringing the theater to you. And then we're going to be closing out with what's going to be a first-time viewing for me. Me too. Aha! Even better. A little film with Jamie Lee Curtis bringing in the new year with Terror Train. Mm-hmm. And a I, new year's madness. Is that the one with David Copperfield? Uh-huh. Because that's how I'd probably, that's I've seen I my way the, through yeah. it. Yeah. That's the one where he like dons different costumes and mm-hmm. David Copperfield's in it. Madge. Do you think there's like a version out there with Doug okay. Henning? Uh-uh. So if David Copperfield's in there, I should probably make sure that Davy's around because that's who she's named after. So, so in Bones and All, there is a Doug Henning reference made. Really? Yes, on top of the... It's set in the mid-80s. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. It is appropriate. <laughs> now, of course, all of those films are going to be streaming on Shutter. Charles Nelson or Riley. <laughs> but by joining the Screenland film family, you will be sitting in Center Square uh-huh. and taking in all the good stuff because you're going to have access to a uh, customized pre-show. Uh, video introduction by Genius and myself. Mm-hmm. Vintage trailers for each film, and then, of course, post-film discussion. Yeah, where we process what we take in. We're gonna find out if George Wentz in it or not. <laughs> so please head on over to Patreon.com/slash/Screenland. Join the film family. Have some fun with us on Shutter. But Genius. I'm talking Patreon and film family. Hey, bellies. We also have our own little collection of cool people that gather and party and worship with us. Mm -hmm. I think it's appropriate to say there. And I'd like to give a little shout out to our I've Seen That tier, uh, where the main perk of that particular tier is once a month, you're going to hear our thoughts on a newly released horror film. And this week, we actually just released Mm -hmm. The Menu. Our thoughts on the menu and <laughs> you, FYI, if you're listen to it on, on a, a full, full stomach, stomach, right, while you're eating or after you've eaten, because if you're, we talk about some treats, some yummy, yummy treats to the point where like, I don't know about you, but I was like ravished. I was like ready to devour something after this conversation. <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun to talk about Mm -hmm. and it's one of those films in the grand tradition here of 2022 that have been subverting my expectations based on the baggage I bring watching the trailer for the first time pleasantly oh in a great way yeah in a great way we both had a lot of fun with that now on top of that uh, you're going to also have access to our shutter shout outs Mm -hmm. but also as an added bonus uh, if you can't make it out for Friday Night Frights we're kind of bringing Friday Night Frights to you at least the pre-show and the trailers, mm-hmm. like we said, we kind of give you a backdrop yeah. to host your own movie night. Uh-huh. So if that sounds interesting, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Come join the film family. It's a lot of fun. Be rad. Be fucking rad. <laughs> there it is. And speaking of effing rad, since we've been 
Don't fuck with us, man. Oh, man. Waiting. I'm ready. Ready. Since we've been theming our months, and we've been doing that for like three years now, it's mm-hmm. been, I think, a fantastic decision. It makes things easy. I mean, well, coming up with the thing and then like, and okay, now let's stuff. see what fits. Because uh-huh. honestly, there for a while, I mean, we would just go week by week and like, oh, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Never was really planned out. But since we've been doing that, we've been able to program and talk at just an amazing number of first time viewings self-discipline makes things a little easier <laughs> boy doesn't it right. you think after 300 some odd episodes <laughs> we would learn certain things <laughs> my god i went back and i listened to some of our first ones Ooh, that's dangerous friend it is because there's a reason i take dramatic pauses i don't think i was breathing during our first like 20 or 30 episodes i was talking so quickly and I know it was a lot of enthusiasm, and I just couldn't funnel it. But I was like, good God, g- take a breath. Yeah. It's crazy. And there's a lot of references and impressions that I've long retired. Oh, oh. That, like, there's reasons why they've been retired. Well, so it's, I mean, but also. There's nothing even foul, but at the same no, time, it's like. it's just, at the time, it wasn't a, as another time, another place. Right. Well, that's also just goes to show you how long we've been recording at this point. Mm-hmm. We've. Well, oh, we wow. just talked about um, Christmas with the Nerds eight, and we that was like like already it just seems like established yesterday. we were doing our thing, you know, like okay, let's do a Christmas show, cool, let's do it. And because of these themes, uh, because of this preparation, the month of December has always been devoted primarily to stuff that's cold, something, something mm-hmm. that is appropriate, seasonal. Yeah. Ideally, except for when we went death December. But that's still with punny. December in the title. It's still punny. It's appropriate. So. And right. We place a premium on puns on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. To the oh, point, yeah. just wait till next year's Into the Mouth of March Madness. <laughs> exactly. Our apologies in advance. <laughs> <laughs> but we've never fully tackled the entirety of a franchise right. in a month. and. I don't know if we've tackled the entirety of a franchise just like piecemealing episodes. The closest we've ever done to that would, well, the two examples would be the Halloween retrospective. Yeah. And that was the one like two and a half hour episode we've done. And that was early on. No, that was more like three or four. Yeah. It was a long long episode. But we couldn't stop. I was just glad we wasn't Zoom because like. We would have been lost. Like four or five hours later, like keep talking, sir. (laughs) Right. And so. That doe-eyed dreamboat. And so <laughs> and so then the uh, second closest was when we did the John Carpenter retrospective month. But it wasn't we weren't theming months then. Well, no, it we was just even, like three episodes that we did in a row. That was Nerds and Nostalgia. That wasn't even Nightmare Junkhead. Right. So yeah. That's how long ago? We've never really tackled a full on franchise. And when I was looking into the month of December this year, I realized that we had like five fridays in that month and i will let you all know last friday of course is going to be our year in review mm-hmm. but i was like okay so there's four episodes we need to put together and you just had i don't know imagine this you had a mischievous grin on your face and you're like you know what we could do <laughs> you know what i'd love to bring into the main feed since we've already we've been talking about it via the shutter shout out when uh-huh. we talked about it but you're like why don't we like dive into silent night deadly night the franchise right 
And I was like, naughty. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't fuck with us. You know, it's like. <laughs> you, and I didn't know if this would be punishing right? the people on the main feed. You go. No, because I feel bad for you. What you all are not seeing, and this would be perfect in a video feed. Genius, the, the fragile human being he is, has steered clear to birdies. Built, built like an aluminum tank. <laughs> You're the anti-Ricky. <laughs> but I think he sneezed wrong, and the poor man is—he's got a little bit of a fractured rib. So we're trying to like keep the the hoo haws and the laughs to a minimum. And, and yet we go into the Silent Night, Deadly Night universe, starting off with number two because it's like, <laughs> fucking why not? Let's go madness, man. Let's go wacky because that franchise is nuts. Well, and it's a franchise that we're familiar with because it's on like, <laughs> it's like you sir, you boy down there. What day is it? What what day is it, boy? Why, it's garbage day, sir! <laughs> Take this by the biggest Christmas goose and shoot it! <laughs> Think! <laughs> well, wait a minute, start the holidays with well, garbage day. And that's just it. This is the film. This technically is the franchise that has launched a meme that will always have a place in anyone's pantheon because... We all have garbage days. Mm -hmm. We all have trash days. And we might not celebrate Christmas, but we all have to take out our refuse somewhere. So they hit a universal truth in this one. But if you go back, we actually did a commentary for the original from 1984. And that's on the main feed, so that is still available to everyone. It's not behind a Patreon paywall. And I'll go to bat. That's yeah. still, I think it's hilarious. I mean, not to do our own horn, but I went back and listened to it, and I'm like, okay, that's still fucking funny. Well, and it's funny because we tack we talked a lot in that in that movie in that commentary, but we talked about the controversy mm -hmm. of the movie of uh, from the trailer and the TV spot that just scandalized the nation long before the internet. You survived Halloween. Now, hopefully, you'll survive Christmas. And the VHS cover, infamous. Haunting. Santa it, Claus coming down with an axe. It kept me away from it for a long, long time. <laughs> I think I had, like, the, the ghost of a genius saying, stay away, stay away. Santa Claus is coming to town tonight. And to the point that the controversy reached its peak when one Mickey Rooney... Sent in a letter Jellikers. decrying the makers of the Silent Night, Deadly Night movie Fucking and saying how horrible they were, how this is a stain upon Hollywood, how someone like himself, who was like the biggest actor in the world, bang, zoom, the world. Fucking and and Siskel and Ebert coming out and bombasting it and fucking gaslighting right? basically like here's the, the 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 contact information for the producers and the directors like these are bad people people picketing it people everything just like and how many of those people number one never saw the movie exactly exactly now number two had they seen the movie I mean they would have been clutching their pearls anyway because I think what's funny with that original is it it's still packs a punch yeah it does i mean it's still unpleasant first of all it opens up you know what day it is billy i mean you got the grandpa there <laughs> sagittarius grandpa one of the all-time <laughs> great films go back to our talks on eyes of fire he and the best part in him being that the pine guy in back to the future we live in a world where both that guy and buck flower Hobo exist in hall of fame one of the yeah, yeah one of the all-time like multi-million dollar <laughs> films and you can go hey you want to see something really scary? Right? It's Santa Claus. Oh. And then you open up with like, 
a carjacking, murder, attempted rape. So in, in front of children. And the, the convenience store scene, the robbery, it's also just very played matter of fact. There's no glee in it. There's no mirth in it. And then you, and then all of a sudden you get like Ricky growing up and all of a sudden we're cracking up because he's punching Santa Claus <laughs> in the face, right? He's over there. Meanwhile, we're doing the commentary, just, just putting, bringing the Catholic church to task for the mother superior and everything with all the shenanigans that they were going through. And that's the best part of a movie like this is it can just be the surface of things, a killer Santa film. But when you dig a little deeper... When you were raised Catholic, mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, you can read a lot into things. Oh, yeah. And they were over there, like, talking about how he becomes this monosyllabic monstrous Barnish! 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 <laughs> and so it was a lot. I still go to bat. It's one of my favorite uh, commentaries. I mean, we've done a lot of good commentaries. I like, I love to take a listen, but I'm sure I can come up with a list of, like, top five commentaries that we've done, but I'm. Absolutely sure there's going to be somewhere on there. It's always good to know you have at least that top five you can refer people to if they would like that. So we realized then that technically, if we do just two, three, four, and five. We got them all the four months. Plus, if you don't want to listen to our commentary, we can do like the first one did. And we just kind of pieced Milton Breeze through the first one. This is not even a full movie. Part two is even a full movie. If we were truly going to talk about <clears throat> Silent Night, Daily Night 2, we would have to start an hour into the hour and 20 minute movie. And that's where the journey begins then with Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, a movie. Yeah. Oh, do I have to watch the first movie to get it? No. Not at all. It'll, it'll, fact, it'll show you it for itself. Previously. previously on Silent Night, multiple times to the facts that we're like, okay, the only thing it's missing is the, you know what it is, Billy? And we're missing the gas, and we're missing the uh, gas station scene, mm-hmm. and we're missing a couple of other more details of the murder. But lo and behold, later on, they're going to a movie, and sure enough, there's the gas station scene. Like, oh no, we got you, we got you. You want to see Killer Santa Claus is in action, blowing people away for cards of marble? We got you, we got you. It is such. A mixtape of a movie. It is very much a greatest hits, the, almost like a kill, a modern kind of kill count within. And again, we timed it. It's the first 40 minutes of the film. But here's the best part, though, for me, and this is the part that redeems it, is intercut. In between all the flashback footage is the star. He's This guy should have been as big and overbearing as his eyebrows. Because they are, they are acting on their... You know how, like... Dracula's shadow moves on its own and does its own thing, right? This is the eyebrows of the equivalent of that, like, we're going to be the stars of the show. Eric Freeman's eyebrows deserve their own SAG card in this performance. Everything he says is goofy and accentuated by the eyebrows. Where he's like, I don't like your attitude, doctor. And I'm going to say this right now. I think he gave a legit good performance. Because it's it's next level and wild. It's weird. Yeah. There are decisions being made, and I'm pretty sure that he had two different points of direction from the co-writers where one wanted to play it serious, and there was like, no, go goofier. He would, he would be perfect as a foil in a John Waters movie. He, I could <laughs> now, see. Would, would he be a square that they would offend, or would he p- be part of the offending party? He would be like the mean offending party, as in like, oh, you're taking it too far, you know, because they're with violence. So he would be, he would be Dexter Fishpaw. <laughs> That's fair. You know what I'm saying? He would be a good Dexter Fishpaw. I'm like, hey, you got to stop. So. And I would refer people to. Um, 
Israel Gould, uh, no, not it. Um, Desiree, Desiree Gould. Gould, yeah, in Sleepaway Camp with Aunt Martha. Why? Well, that, that's a great idea, Greg. I even tied in this finger or a string to my finger. She's making choices as well. That's just it. But these choices are intersped, and his delivery with the lines and the fact that fuck the, off the narration and the whole going back and forth is going between this and the thirteenth like psychologist that they've brought in because this is this is lucky number, right? The mind games that are only going on in Ricky's brain at this point, but between him and the disdain, the indifference that is shown, but also this like begrudging respect of, yeah, you're pretty good there, doctor. I'll tell you something that I never told anybody else. It's that delivery throughout where he is... He's not chewing through senior. I don't know what he is masticating somehow. Something because there's a brief scene where he's talking to, I guess, what was her name, Jennifer, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I would really like that, and that sounds great." And and then all of a sudden, but then this is coming out, and let me tell you something else, Doc. <laughs> he has been cutting promos for himself, like as a, a, a fictional wrestler. This either that or he wants to be a new supervillain, and this is like a supervillain his origin story because he's like ha, 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 ha. and we already know he's got like weird superhuman strength he is got and there's that whole siege scene at the end he's a big dude yeah like a sizable man i got very much a terminator-esque vibe in the way he was portraying him he kind of reminded me of you remember that game narc Yes. You know those well, you big... you can crouch down and stuff. And shoot and you're yeah. a cop. You remember those big beef heads, those PCP guys that like yes. took like seven or eight shots to bring him down? And then you're like, ha, 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 Whenever they shot and they get loud, they're like, ha, 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 And they keep coming at you. That's what he reminded me of. Or like So maybe... this came out in 87, Narc. That was a, that was probably a little bit before. So maybe they pulled a little inspiration maybe from there. Or even like the Robo Cretan from... Um, Boy and his dog. Because <laughs> he was like, ah, ha, 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 ha. he was doing the Freddy the whole entire movie. He was veering into that kind of territory. Because he was, because here's the thing. You kind of root for him because in a roundabout way, after he tells, first of all, after he tells his brother's story. And bits of the story that his brother was not privy to. And then we, right? And the, how he understands what the brother's going through when he's still there. Then we see him rocking a little sugar bowl with the floating nuns coming in, his trigger. That was terrifying. So nuns are his trigger. So we already know what his trigger are because they're nuns. So then he grows up. And then he becomes some sort of like weird dark Avenger. And you're like, okay, cool. I can be down with Ricky. Even when he's a younger kid. Because he's straight up like blood diners, that dude. When he runs over that guy like multiple times. Boom, 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 back and forth. We just didn't hear him giggling from afar. <laughs> right? I don't think that's a good idea, Stan. Well, uh, we even talked about that in the first and original Silent Night, Deadly Night. The first time Billy is really triggered in the back room is he killed the guy. He kills the guy that's assaulting the lady. He's like, right. You know, naughty. Naughty. We're like, hey, good. Right. You He's know. evil should be punished. As long as then the lady can get away. But unfortunately, he takes the heel turn. Right. And goes from Avenger to just, okay. Killing everybody. But mm -hmm. in this one, like, she goes, thanks. And he goes. The eyebrows are talking. They're doing their thing. Nice. That technically, it wasn't him at that point. So, right. but actually, the moment when he gets triggered for that thing, he's got that mean mugging 
that is the privy right to Eric Freeman and that look. So it's actually pretty good casting for the younger kid it is. that played the teenage Ricky. I enjoyed and it. It was during that period though that like he's got he's doing the, good because yeah. he's with the Rosenbaums or something. Rosen the Rosenbergs. The Rosenbergs. Yeah, he had a five year run and they made sure they're like, hey, make sure to be able to put anybody that celebrates Christmas. So like smart. Yeah. The, what the what the orphanage should have done in the first they place. They learned from the first film. They had to because they had fucking they exactly how many kids are traumatized by like so many dead multiple Santas multiple killed people getting killed in front of this right then how so, often uh, are we giggling at the trauma I, of these I kids? <laughs> fuck them! Like the immortal words of Michael Jordan: "Fuck them kids." <laughs> so anyway, I took that personally, <laughs> fictional story. But so anyway. <clears throat> no, so we're like, okay, he's gonna be the Dark Avenger because then the next kill he does is a, another rad kill. It's okay, you and this one comes out of another movie because you've got this like mafia tough Rocco, right? Where's our money? Only minus Moose in this case, roughing up people for Rodney's character in Caddyshack, and he is from a Dick Tracy movie. He's from Sin City, mm -hmm. and he's roughing up a guy. And we're not even really remotely near Christmas time. There's no, like, Santa Clauses, no nothing. No. no. Right? Nondescript. And Timeless. So he sees that. He gets nudged. Naughty. Punish. Right? Which leads to one of two kills in this movie that I was truly impressed with that elevated it gave it that kind of sequel touch where you want to do something that's a little bit more because antler sequence in the first one it's kind of an all-timer which we see in this one as well of course we do uh -huh. of course we do they want to remind you of how good it is but as you as you pointed out when we were watching it if you're going to incorporate an umbrella it better fucking open if you're going to stab somebody with an umbrella you better open that motherfucker and it better like rain blood and sure enough it did and i was like bravo but then it almost became like Oh, you like donuts, huh? Oh, you like umbrella gags, huh? Well, let's linger on this one for too long. Because this sure enough went... And this was... Here's the thing. This is a very heavily, heavily padded movie. On top of already having half the movie, another movie in itself. We were several points going, well, what how far are we into this? How far are we into this? God damn. Like, the, the intro credit scene was so drawn out it was long it was like a five minute and it's like black screen behind it it's not like there's any other like exposition I or mean, like previously on or this is padding like a mattress store it's just what can we do to add to the runtime then we see him start up the interview in real fucking time we see them putting together the reel to reel all of a sudden this is like a weird there are two psas going on in this movie right how to do a reel to reel and shut the hell up when you're in the theater exactly billy didn't think he needed to know how to do a reel to reel and then like what do you think billy and then okay so then we have that kill and he's over there people get you no know, he said too many people get away with shit like that all doing his weird nathan explosion voice it's phenomenal man he's like phenomenal tell us about jennifer Oh, the Jennifer incident Fuck and the it. Jennifer portion. Wah, 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 wah. They have a meet cute that involves sax sax saxophone, saxophone uh -huh. and, and post scanning up Learshot. And what did God help us? What did both of us say when we said, 
when we saw said scene with said saxophone. <laughs> gams. We both said gams. Just gams. Look at the gams on that dame. <laughs> just Pavlovian response. Because that's how it is. And next thing Because he's wearing this like rebel without a cause get up. Right. The black jacket, the motorcycle. And he gets plowed just right on the right on the, the motorcycle. Next thing you know, he gets up, they go off into a tunnel. And out of the tunnel, they're in a, we're in a sex scene. Subtle there, Silent right. Night, Deadly Night 2. <laughs> Subtlety! Right? So he has his sex brows on, right? And so then, next thing we know, they're on a date. And he goes, you know, I think I could really start falling for you. I'm like, well, if I could hope so, that's kind of, you know... And where where are they at the uh, at the where are they at on the date genius? They're at the movies. They're oh, at the movies. This yeah. needs to be a no talking, no texting How PSA. This isn't a no talking, no texting PSA. And I again with the draft house, I would have assumed they would have incorporated that at some point, even back before this received its big reprisal. So mm-hmm. I think that's our our job at this point. Yeah, because I'm not you to shut the fuck up, partners. There's a lot of good ones <laughs> so, where we can well. Let's just say this. This came out three years after the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. But we'll have to edit out. We'll have to edit out the F bomb that was thrown in there. I, and it's not a shocking F bomb because this is 1987. Right. This is prime F bomb. And they get their comeuppance. But at the same time, it's like jarring. It is jarring. And the guy that's so the guy that he's talking to, I think, is one of the co-writers of the movie. But he's being that guy. And. You talk about Ricky being an Avenger of sort. Right. He truly is with us at this point. You know how we are with the no talking, no texting. Mm-hmm. It's a religion. It's part of how we worship. So I'd like to think that, you know, he's a he's a fellow parishioner. He's our muscle. He is. He is. He's a security guard. Fucking pass the collection plate or, pa- or uh, Deacon it's- Deacon Ricky will fuck you up. Cause, and, 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 and with great comedy, it comes in threes. Now, here's the thing. I think they knew they were being goofy, but I don't think they knew how goofy they were being. No, no. They, they, they wanted were on to be the goof subtle. scale, yeah. They were like, okay, this is going to be a subtle joke and it's going to be funny. Meanwhile, garbage day later on. But, um, <clears throat> well, and it was funny because there's a point where the guy's talking smack and he's talking to, to his shit, friend. He goes, watch this out. And the camera goes to the friend. He, the friend's rolling his eyes. Yep. Come back. Silence. Don't stop. I have to talk to the friend. Did it, did it too. And I was I'm, and I was watching you track with your fingers. You're like, okay, this better be in the third. It better be the third. And then that's sure how enough, third. Here comes Ricky. Shh, no talking. No talking. Naughty. <laughs> and then it goes to like fucking just murder that dude. So my question is, did he murder the friend too? Because you know who the friend reminded me of. <laughs> You know who the friend reminded me of? Mm. You remember in Sesame Street when that guy would go to Grover's restaurant? Like, it was the the Muppet in the gray suit with the mustache yes. and the thing. And he's like, would you like your soup now? Right? Near or far? Right? And the guy's like, Grover. That's, he looked like that guy, like come to life. Well, now I can't unsee that now. <laughs> Didn't he? He did. So actually. did he kill that Muppet dude I have to, to get to the friend? Haven't you ever tasted Muppet genius? That's true. It's it's delightful. Well, hold on. Let me get one. Um, boy, I wish someone could help me count the legs on this table. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you know, I, I am Count Von Count because I really love to beep. <laughs> so we get that wonderful sequence i loved it that wacky was... but and you know what else happens in that secret we're introduced to chip well and also 
They're watching. They're watching the rest Silent of the Silent Night, Deadly Night, the original. They're watching the the robbery scene. So did they make a movie based on their the their childhood trauma? Is this a remake? What? is truly happening during this moment and i feel bad for poor uh ricky because he has to watch this movie that's that's just as bad as throwing uh bobby in the santa claus suit in the first one billy a uh, billy you know just like oh that's and here's the part where he goes insane right yeah, right but, yeah <laughs> but here's the thing so one he's like oh i need to go no that's fine what really fucked so my minor beef and then it bring i'll tie it back up to this scene right there when he sees the lady being assaulted in the red jeep when he first becomes the dark avenger he's having flashbacks of the first one the first assault scene and he was not but three months old right i can't even remember i did three months ago let alone the things that i've done in three months old now i understand triggers and stuff like that ptsd but there is no fucking physical possible way he could have seen that because the angle that it was at he was in the car right so and it made me laugh because you told me about this. I'm like, wait, why are you trying to bring logic into Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, genius? Right. What's it's, wrong with you right I now? I know. And I'm like, ah, bullshit. <laughs> this movie lost me. I will not be talked down to like this. <laughs> right? I will not be insulted. I will suffer the garbage day in the eyebrows all day long. But this, no, this is too far. Right? No. But so, but then, so later on, they're watching the movie of the robbery scene, and I'm like, oh man, if they show the assault scene now too, how in the fuck did that have some magical Billy Time Warp shit? shit but again, they stuff didn't. That... But <laughs> oh, I like this movie now. Punish. And as you mentioned, we are introduced to Chip. Chip. And Chip is just destined to die horribly. You ruined my sweater. When she yells at it, Chip. It took me a second to realize what that was probably referring to, given the nature of their relationship. He reminded me a lot, number one, of Fred from Scooby-Doo, mm -hmm. especially at that one point when he had... The white and the ascot. But also, uh, there's that moment in Goodfellas when the one of... Uh, what's her bucket? Um, oh, my God. Karen's old oh, boyfriend. Oh, uh-huh. And then he, Ray Liotta goes and just like pounds him. Beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Kind of gave me that kind of a feel, especially when he was working on the car. Yeah. He, he Especially he looked like Fred from Scooby-Doo, and he reminded me of like the lead singer of like a Duran Duran cover band. It's the, dude, a flock of hair. Yeah. the flock Or a flock of seagulls cover band as well. But next thing we know, as soon as the movie comes out, they're walking. <laughs> and sure enough, here comes Chip. And I got to hand it to them. This was a good kill. Then when his whole like rampage thing going on, he's talking shit. Next thing you know, fucking he's trying to charge his car up. Chip's talking shit, throws him on the thing. I thought he was gonna slam the hood on him or something. That would make sense. But no. Fucking he decides to take the charger and like zap one of his fillings. No logic. No. I just, assume this happens regardless. It, right? Yeah. And then just makes his eyes pop out. Not only his eyes. But the glasses as well. Wonderful. It is a hell of an eye explosion. I mean, this is some Italian-esque <laughs> like, eye stuff going on there. I was, between that and the umbrella, I was impressed. And he's over there. <laughs> it's when the laughter really kicks in, and it does not stop. No, he continuously laughs. But then, 
But then her reaction to all this, when he turns around and she goes, "Goop, uh oh, right," and then like, he's like, "Oh, and that actually ridiculous." Gave me very blood rage vibes when the oh, oh god, god. <laughs> just that <laughs> wrong place, wrong time, wrong reaction, and funny, like mm-hmm. legit funny. And then that he then goes on. To what we now know as the Garbage Day Massacre. Well, first he has to get Barney Fife's gun. My God, Barney Fife here. That was, well, appropriate. <laughs> and actually, hell of a headshot. Yeah, it was. Boom. It's not bad. It's it not was. bad. It but was yeah, a nicely that... done. Poor Kurt Vonnegut getting his comeuppance. So then, then we're introduced to his Garbage Day Rampage. And it's, again, it's a meme even if you haven't seen this movie, you've seen this part of the movie. Garbage. I, I'm sure that if we show this movie in the theater, this a la nada, a, a la Food of the Gods, we're going to have a lot of, oh, that's yeah. where it's from. And quite honestly, though, it's kind of the peak of his over overwhelming performance. The eyebrows themselves. It's what you. It's peak Ricky going Madness. crazy. Yeah, but also. One of the things that I don't think gets enough credit, though, is there's some decent shots in this movie. There's some really good shots, like when he's talking to the doctor and they have the dual focus. It almost looks like a split diopter. Mm-hmm. I was, very nicely I done. Was like, hey, that's pretty nice. It, there was some really good shots, but then there was one thing right in, right now we're saying the garbage day, and that's like the peak madness of it. It is the peak madness of it, but, but we still have 20 minutes left in the movie. And one of the shots that was most impressive that we're like, holy shit, and I think that doesn't give enough credit for, is the stunt during Garbage Day when he starts taking out the car, the random people. I mean, this, Ricky was like, at least like, Barnage. And I mean, at least, uh, I mean, sorry, Bobby. Billy? Billy. 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 Ricky, at least we know he doesn't kill kids, but this one, he doesn't like it judge jury or nothing right he's just gonna start popping blasting people so he shoots this car this car does this flip and just inches inches away from this dude standing there and it's a real dude because he even moved his shoulder a little bit like just a little bit and it was how nonchalant he was because the second that thing's coming at me i am twirling around that you you can't get the shot i'm moving so fast right meanwhile he's like (laughs) 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 and the laughter man it's between the laughter and the eyebrows this is just it elevates their performance to this camp classic level to Mm -hmm. the point it should be noted that it took eric freeman a long time to know that this camp and like devotees to his performance existed it wasn't until 2018 said justin beam and revenant entertainment put together the blu-ray for silent night deadly night part two and they got him to participate and since then he's been more open to the convention circuit and he realizes that people really dig his performance right i mean seriously i mean he already put it out there you can either embrace it or you can like turn your back and like dismiss it and if you notice that it's being embraced even if it's for even if you're putting it your all and everybody's like "Ah," you can still go the tommy wiseau route like oh i meant that's a comedy all down the whole time yeah right and so yeah i think good for him to know that like people do appreciate even if it's like this is fun they're having a good time with it it's yeah and that's throughout the film 
We were laughing and having a grand time. Because he's over there, ha, 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 the whole time. And we're not even done with the movie. There's still more shit because well, now, okay. we're, now we're caught up in time with um with going on shenanigans. He kills the doctor and escapes. He makes his escape. Now we're introduced to the new Mother Superior. Okay, so. Let me Santa's look. back. <laughs> and the dismissive cops. What happened to Mother Superior? Supposedly between. She's already in a wheelchair from I, the first one. We heard she had a stroke. We heard she had a stroke, so she she stopped being Mother Superior at the orphanage. But I don't know what stroke doesn't make you break out into alien contamination. She looked like fucking anything. Like she just drank Viper. Like pu- she was pusulating at times. It, Strokes it was, don't do that. It was striking. It. I'm not saying it took me out of the film, but it was one of those things like, good God in heaven, it's what is o- happening? It's already a different actress. You can even say, okay, maybe the stroke might change. She lost weight, wh- whatever, whatever. That's You can explain that. But you don't need to put on this whole facial prosthetic. Half of her face, half of her face, not like... Oh, she has a weird mole, you know? No, her face is covered in pusillating goo. And you're like, why? Why? It's another choice that is made. Punish. Ha 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 ha. Too late to punish. Been punished. Right? And he's over there doing his giggling shin. Because, like, he's breaking down the doorways with the axe and he's just laughing the whole time. Naughty. <laughs> stick, stick, stick. And you know what? There was that one point when he, when he was able to don his Santa suit mm-hmm. that he had, I think, the, the height of his giggles. And it was this Arnold-esque from like Total Recall when he's like, ha ha, you probably think this is the real Ricky. It is. I lied. <laughs> it's it's to that point where we kind of looked at each other because it was happening off screen as the camera was slowly going to the telephone booth that he was in. Right. And then, but then, so then the nun tumbles down, right? Just knocks the nun. And he's like, now you're making me real mad. And I'm like, ha 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 ha. Well, the giggles kind of don't take away the, the anger, and- but- I'm going to go ahead and allow it. At a certain point, one genius was, well, you know, she'd be okay if she'd just break out some nunchucks. Nunchucks, right? <laughs> nunchucks. Mm-hmm. And I let it sit, simmer. I said, we shall never speak of this. Now, I'm afraid I have just condoned the world because what we say, that's a cursed joke. It's a cursed joke. Should well, not be repeated. Because he's, he's about to drop the axe. Everything's about to come to a head. She's looking for stuff. She holds up her little weird writing crop that she used to beat people with. And I was just waiting for the cops coming somehow, the riding car, shrink, stops the axe, and they're there in this constant struggle. And then, like, for some like, they flip out. He's like, ah, oh, ha, ha, backs up. And then you hear, dun, dun, dun. And then she comes out, and then she breaks out the nunchucks, and she does, like, weird magical nun shit. Kicks ass for the Lord. Right? Because, meanwhile, his eyebrows, his eyebrows then have little axes, and they're fucking railing on people. Oh, my God, those eyebrows. Naughty! And then... Ah. Unrelenting those eyebrows. But then here we have the file, <clears throat> and we think like, okay, evil has been punished because here comes the cop and the not not the new mother superior, mm-hmm. right? They come out like, oh, there you are, mother superior. Boom, head rolls off. Great reveal, <laughs> very nice. So here comes, here comes Ricky. He's about to kill. So instead of saying like, naughty or punish. Or that like, he just have another giggle or jingle bells or anything. He goes, boo, and not even like I'm a scary like boo, but like like Phantasm Ravenger, boo, right? 
I was waiting for like Mother Superior's headless corpse to say, I was saying boo orange or something. <laughs> he goes, boo. She goes, ah, nothing gets out of the way. Cops about to shoot him. He goes, yeah. Like he's not allowed to rent there anymore. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> and then he gets blown away out the window. And I was waiting for it, like, doodly doon. But he's sitting there still laughing. And what would be great if, like, his eyebrows whoosh, whoosh, fall off yep. and then caterpillar their way off you to fight. Be fucking kidding. Right, me, right? To fight another day. Next thing you know, there's, you see a Santa Claus somewhere on the corner. Uh, trick or treat for you. Not trick or treat. Uh, ringing the bell for, like, the Salvation Army or something. And, like, you see the eyebrows kind of crawl up slowly. He doesn't realize before she like, funk. Garbage day, right? And that that up in Silent Night, Deadly Night three. And I can't say whether or not that would be a better film than Silent Night, Deadly Night Part three because well, I haven't watched it yet. We will find out soon. And you're gonna be watching it for the first time, correct? Mm-hmm. We need to keep that on the mind to see if your version. Yeah, you're not allowed to jingle bells anymore. Yeah, he straight up said yeah when he was about to get shot. Boo and yeah, I wrote that down. I was like that was. Again, it's a choice. Jarring. Not because Jarring. like I remember the first time I saw this, I was watching with my brother and he goes, Did he just say boo? And I go, Yeah. And then like, Yeah. And then he goes, You just said yeah, didn't he? Like, yeah. So it's just <laughs> This movie goes places. Yeah, it it lives up to its reputation because it's wacky, it's wild, it's weird. It's more than just gar come for garbage day. Stay for the other Bat shit insanity. And it clocks in right at 97 minutes. And 40 of those are fucking the, uh, no, 40, 43 minutes because we got to go back to the movie they're watching. They're watching the full fucking scene of the robbery. And 10 minutes of closing credits as well. So, again, a lot of padding, but a lot of fun. But they put a lot of meat in that extra 20 minutes because you have garbage day, you have chips exploding eyeballs, you have Mother Superior and her weird, like, xenomorph face. Yeah, boo, and all that shit. Would you say we've started off this month on a positive foot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't fuck with this, man. This is going to be great because we already know. Yeah. So we'll just see what we'll see what the streak of the Silent Night, Deadly Night brings for us. Two for two in the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise on the main feed. We're decking them halls right. We'll see if we go two for three next week. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. Wait, wait, wait. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Yeah!